Hi, and welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. This podcast is all about how we can learn, grow, and strengthen from the challenges that everybody faces in life, valuing them as part of what makes us who we are and equips us for our future success. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, it's Toby Hazelwood here. And today I'm going to be talking to you about uh, the role of the reticular activating system, which is part of our brain that gives us, I believe, the power to be able to shape how we think and feel about the world around us. And how I believe that is uh, a source of immense power when it comes to um, both shaping the way that we get on in life and how we approach different times of adversity and challenge, but also how we can see the world as a source of great opportunity and positivity if we choose to look at it that way. So I'm going to start off with a quote, um, and that is one from uh, T. Harv Eker, who's written a number of different books that, that you may have uh, read in the past. Um, and that quote is, where your attention goes, energy flows and results show. So I guess what that's, that really comes down to is that it's saying that where you place your attention and where you, you actually look, the things that you notice, the things that you see, the way that you think about the world and the way that you respond to the things that your senses detect plays a huge part in how you then go on to apply your energy in terms of the things that you do and the things that you say. And ultimately, it goes to inf inform the results that you then experience in life and the things that you get out of life as a result. So a big part of that is, is played in the part of the brain which I did a bit of research on and which is known as the reticular activating system. And the way I understand that is that it's um, kind of a little filter into which all of your senses, aside from your sense of smell incidentally, um, but into which all of your senses feed, and it then filters out um, the bits of the world and the things that your senses are noticing about the world and life in general and then feeds into the brain um, the things that have been filtered out so that you actually notice the things that you sense in the world. So let's take an example of that. Obviously there's massive amounts going on around us. As I look out of the window, I'm recording this in my car, but as I look out the window, I see there are clouds blowing by, there are leaves blowing, there's someone driving past, there's someone cutting the grass just down the road, which you may be able to hear. Um, but essentially there's a huge amount going on and our senses pick all of this up but obviously it would in completely overwhelm our brain if we were to kind of have to react to all these things and pick up on all these things so in essence our our reticular activating system is constantly filtering out the things that it thinks we really need to know about so it detects the things that would present a form of danger to us um, it potentially flags to us the things which may be opportun an opportunity for us it may prompt us to notice the things that we particularly want to enjoy or the things that we find distasteful or objectionable. Um, and in this way, it's kind of filtering all the time the things that are going on around us and shaping our worldview. So if I give you a, a few other examples, um, you may have noticed the, the tendency that we have at times that when we've kind of noticed something, we're fixated on something, all of a sudden we see it all around us. So. I don't know if you've ever experienced it where you've bought yourself a new car or perhaps a new item of clothing or some new trainers or, or something like that. Um, and I guess once you've made that purchase, that is kind of in the forefront of your mind. You know, you, you're kind of enthused, you're pleased with your new purchase, hopefully. Um, 
and you, you've, you've perhaps chosen a new car, you've done some research on it and you've chosen the model that you really want to buy. And then when you buy it and you're driving around, you notice that there are more and more of these cars around you. They're all over the place. Um, and one logical explanation to that is you're not actually influencing the purchasing behaviours of the world around you. You know, people don't look at what you buy and then buy more of them. It just so happens that your attention is now trained to notice all the other Audis or all the other BMWs or Fords or whatever that you see around you. Um, where previously they were there but you just didn't notice them because your reticular activating system hadn't filtered those out. And the same happens, you know, when you, you buy an article of clothing, perhaps you, you're kind of really pleased with your new sweatshirt or whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, everywhere you look, there are other people wearing the same sweatshirt as you. And it's not because more and more people have uh, necessarily bought those, but rather that you just attuned to it. So you happen to notice it. And I know these are fairly inconsequential examples, but it goes to show the power of the reticular activating system in terms of filtering out the things that we really want to notice. And a big part of that is also true for how we go about noticing the things that are going on around us in the world and how we think and feel about them. So if the way you view the world is as a place of kind of ugliness and deprivation and uh, scarcity and unpleasant things going on, you know, unhappy things going on in the news and shortages of food around the world and shortages of clean water and everyone's poor, then that tends to be what you notice. So you notice more of the news stories that kind of reinforce that opinion. You notice more of those things around you. You can't help but notice the litter in the street and the people that are being cruel to each other and the unhappiness. But if you're kind of one of those people that has a naturally sunny disposition and you're naturally optimistic and you see opportunity and positivity and greatness and beauty in the world, then you tend to also be more attuned to notice those things via your senses as well. So. You know, you may be walking along, it may be tipping down with rain and there may be, you know, rubbish blowing around in the street. But you can't help but notice the fact that actually, you know, people are walking around happy, they're free, they're, they're doing what they want to do. And the world seems a happy place in spite of the weather, you know. Um, alternatively, a different person with a different set of, fil set of filters and different views can actually look at the same scenario and think to themselves, you know, this is terrible, you know, it's grey, it's dour. The world looks unhappy. There, you know, there's nothing positive to see in the world. It's raining, and I'm, I'm unhappy as a result of that. You know, it's two different perspectives on the same thing, and that isn't just down to you know whether you're a sunny person or a you know depressed person or a down person. It is kind of more than that. You know, we create our own reality through the things that we filter out in the world around us. And I suppose then the challenge is really about how we become a little bit more deliberate about choosing the things that we notice and choosing the things that we focus upon in order that we then shape where our energies go in life and the results that we receive as a result of that. Um, you know, and the, the, the fact is that it is, it is a recognised trend, you know, where you put your attention, where you put your energy will ultimately bring about the results that you receive in your life. So. You know, if all you do is look at life as something you've got to weather and you've got to get through and you've got to kind of deal with, you know, from the moment that you wake up in the morning, you're thinking, oh, you know, the house is a state, the kids need to be fed and got to school, I've got to go to work and I hate my job and I'm going to have to deal with that idiot boss who's constantly picking on me and giving me extra work to do and criticising the work I do then you know you've set the tone for your entire day but actually that's probably the way you see your entire life you know even when you finish work and you're able to leave the place that you hate you know you're still coming home and you're thinking oh well I've got to do that again tomorrow and I haven't got enough money anyway and I don't get paid well enough and you know so the spiral continues because those are the filters that you've placed into your brain 
and therefore those are the things that you pick up on and that you notice and that you then reinforce for yourself. In, if you can take a different view to things and if you can actually see the positivity and see the possibility and the optimism in the scenario, then actually you're going to be making yourself primed to be far more efficient and far more effective in getting the best out of your day. If you focus on the hardship, deprivation and scarcity, then that's what you're going to bring about in your life rather than if you actually try and see life as a, a means of filtering out the bad stuff, but actually noticing the good, noticing the possibility. I know that's all a bit esoteric and it's all a bit kind of woo-woo as some people like to call it, but I think that's something that kind of comes through in one of the, the best known personal development books, which is The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Um, and it's something that many people have different views on. Um, it can be a little bit kind of, oh, well, if you imagine great things, then great things will come into your life. And if you just picture, you know, loads of checks arriving through the mailbox, then that's what's going to happen rather than receiving loads of bills. And I was kind of sceptical of it when I first read, um, I'll actually listen to it as an audio book, in fact. But it doesn't mean that my views on it have changed necessarily, but actually I see it as a means of framing the experience of noticing what your reticular activating system is filtering out. So the secret is about picturing things coming into your life and then actually orienting yourself to experience those. And it's about making those things happen. So really, it's not just about the constantly imagining things, but actually if what you are training yourself to notice and to react to are the positive things, the things that you have and the things that are going well in your life, then the chances are you're going to then take action and divert your energies towards making more of those things come about. So if you think about the experience perhaps of opening your bank statement, you know, and looking at looking through where all your money goes on a monthly basis, your your filter and your reaction to that may be just to see the money going out. It may just be to see all these bills that are kind of snatching your money out of your account as soon as it arrives and the scarcity and the shortage that you see in that. And ultimately what that then leads you to to think and the way it makes you behave is to to kind of act as though money is a scarce resource, it is something you don't have very much of, it's something that is kind of a cause of problems to you. But, you know, if you take a different tack to it, if you actually look at the money going out and think, well, actually, you've, you've managed to afford the position where you can pay for things, you can pay your rent, you can pay for your food, you can pay for your kids to have the clothes and the experiences that they need to have, and you're able to, to fund your existence and to actually you know, pay your way in the world, then that's another way of looking at exactly the same scenario, but it actually trains you to focus on the, the positivity, you know, the fact that you have actually got enough money coming in to meet these commitments. And it then completely reorients you towards how you feel about those things. So if, you, if you're looking at uh, a potential relationship situation, you know, you may be going through a time of challenge in your relationship, you may be in the process of working through divorce or separation, um, another area that I focus a lot of my, my time on. Um, and it's, you know, there's two different ways of seeing the same scenario. You know, in a divorce, you may be looking at the failure of things. You may be looking at things falling apart and the challenges and all the difficulties that you're going to have to weather. You know, you're going to have to find somewhere else to live. You're going to have to deal with all the difficult conversations with your ex, the, the potentially acrimonious conversations via lawyers and, you know, helping your kids to deal with their new life and, doing your best to raise them in spite of the fact that you're no longer together with their other parent. That's that's kind of focusing on all the negatives, you know, and I know it's a difficult and challenging time perhaps, but, you know, it is really training your attention and filtering out all the negatives of the situation. 
And of course, what will then tend to happen is that you, you perceive all those negatives and you bring, more, bring about more of your focus onto those negative things. And ultimately that brings your energy down. And a second way of looking at it, an alternative perspective on those things, maybe actually to think about that this is an opportunity to shape a new and ideal life. You know, this is an opportunity for a, a relatively clean slate to start your life over and to design it how you want it to be. You know, divorce may have been foisted upon you. You may not have wanted to part or, you know, your ex may have cheated on you and you feel absolutely despondent about the prospect of future relationships. And that's fine, but, you know, even in that scenario, what you have is a clean slate and a start, a new start in your life and somewhere where you can actually choose to look at it as a positive and choose to look at it as an opportunity. Now, obviously, it requires a great deal of fortitude to actually make yourself think that way, but it is an opportunity nonetheless. So I guess the key thing is here, it is a process of training the mind, it is a process of actually altering how we think about things and training ourselves to feel slightly differently and to notice different things. You know, if it, it starts really from the moment you wake up and it ends at the point at which you go to bed. And if your, your overarching response to life is one of, I've got to get through it, I've, I'm dealing with difficulty, it's hard, it's challenging, it's taxing, it's unpleasant, I don't like the way my life is going, then you know naturally that's going to be where your filter is upon. You're going to notice the things that present more challenge to you. You're going to notice the things that are more difficult to you. Whereas if your if your your viewpoint on life is actually, I'm going to filter out the positives here. I'm going to look at the things I'm grateful for. I'm going to look at the things that actually enrich my life and the experiences that I'm able to benefit from. You know, even in difficulty, there's always an opportunity to learn something. There's always an opportunity to to prove to yourself that you have what it takes to get through challenge and to work through obstacles and to learn from them and to grow from them. Um, those are two different ways of looking at the same same situation, but one of them actually prepares you to get through get through things and to benefit from them, whereas the other is just about getting through them and, and weathering them and dealing with them. You know, the same effect is true. You're going to get through them regardless, but isn't it better to take things as a positive and an enriching factor of life and, and actually something from which you can learn and grow from rather than something you just have to deal with as part of the grind that life is? So think about it maybe, and, and my, my parting thoughts on this for you would be to, to actually think about and analyse where you are today. You know, How are you today in terms of that scale? Are you someone who sees things positively as opportunities, or are you someone who generally filters out things as negatives and trains their attention on the negative? You know, so when you look in the mirror, do you see all the kind of frailties and the, the dissatisfaction and the hardship on your face? Do you see yourself as someone who's imperfect and uh, who, you know, is failing at things or isn't the person you want them to be, isn't as, you know, in shape as you want them to be and isn't kind of as happy as you want them to be? Or do you actually see the beauty in yourself? Do you actually see yourself as someone who has so much going for them and, and you know, you know you've got challenges and there's things in your life that may not be as you want them to be, but... Ultimately, you look in the mirror and you're happy with who you are. You love the person that you see. So, you know, if you're, if you're more of the former than the latter, then I'd encourage you to start to look at the, the positives in yourself and be grateful for the things that you do well, because we all do things well. You know, we've all got our unique skills and our strengths and the factors that make other people glad to know us. And, and it's worth calling those out to ourselves and training our attention to see the positive. As you walk down the street, you know, do you look around you and see people that, you know, you have no interest in getting to know, who have no value to you, and, you know, the minute you meet someone new, you're, you're kind of mentally filtering out all the things you dislike about them or the things you don't trust about them? Or do you actually look at people as, as you know, 
other similarly frail human beings but who you can potentially get to know and benefit from knowing and, and learn from and, and grow from as a result of getting to know them and, and maybe learn something new from other people. You know, everyone has their stories, everyone has their their experiences and, and we can benefit from sharing with each of our, each of the other people that we meet, you know, both sharing our experiences and learning from theirs. Um, but actually, if all we do is view everyone else with scepticism and cynicism, then we're never going to open up to them and they're never going to open up to us. So it's really important that you train yourself about how you filter out other people and how you the things you filter out about them and you know perhaps again as i mentioned before looking at your bank statement maybe rather than looking at the the scarcity and the fact that money's scarce and you haven't got as much of it as you'd like and you see it all going out and and flowing away from you instead maybe think about being grateful for all the ways in which you can fund your life and you are able to afford the things you want and pay for your family to exist and to, to meet your bills and everything like that and be grateful for that money coming in and for the things that you do to work hard to earn it because I'm, I can guarantee it if you turn around your approach from one of scarcity and you know resentfulness rather to abundance and to gratitude then you will see more of that coming into your life and that's not just a secret that's not just the law of attraction you know that's based on my own experience part of it's perhaps psychological in terms of training yourself to see the good in things and to the positivity in things but part of it is about the effects of doing that and then focusing on the positive things that does then naturally reorient your energies towards doing the things that bring more of the positives about in your life. And it does happen, I promise you. And you will see it in your life. I promise you of that as well. So that's about everything I wanted to say on that. And I know I'm running on a little bit, so I'm going to end it there. Um, I appreciate it's perhaps a little bit more of a a theoretical and perhaps more esoteric um, video or podcast than I would normally record but wherever you're you're kind of viewing this or listening to it I hope you find it of benefit and I hope you find it interesting and I hope perhaps that you find it a little bit thought-provoking as well because I think it is something we'd all do well to think about um, you know considering what we really filter out what we've trained our mind to filter out in the world because we are all responsible for how we see the world you know it's not a passive thing you know, we choose what we choose to pick out in life. We choose what we look at. We choose whether we, you know, hear the positive things or listen out for good things and positive things that other people are saying or whether we choose to filter out the negative things. And I can guarantee you, whether you look at the positives or you look at the negatives, those things will shape whether you feel positively or negatively. And ultimately, it also shape where you put your energies and the things you do and the results you see in your life as a result. So I hope that helps and I hope it makes sense. I hope whatever you're doing and wherever you are in life, you're thriving and not just surviving. Um, and I'd love to hear more from you in terms of what you think about this or any suggestions of future topics. And in the meantime, this is Toby saying goodbye and I'll catch you next time. Bye. This has been the Kintsugi Life podcast from Toby Hazelwood. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful and I'd welcome feedback or contact from you to let me know your thoughts. You can reach out on toby at kintsugilife.co. Thank you.